and welcome to the Toddcast. Uh, this morning we have another uh, listener challenge um, that we are going to make an attempt at uh, being successful with. So let's listen to that real quick. Hi, Todd. This is listener Abby. And you had issued a challenge asking for topics that we, your listeners, did not think you could go on about for the length of a podcast. I would like to offer a twist to this and give you a topic that I think will be hard for you to keep to the length of your commute. I would like for you to talk about books. Thanks. All right. So, books, you say. Uh, Interesting twist. Uh, We'll see how this goes. Um, Should be interesting. Um, So, uh, let's see. Where do we... Where do we even begin with that? Um, you are correct. That, that is a very broad topic uh, to start off with. Um, let's see. Let's start by discussing um, my favorite kinds of books. Um, we'll, 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 we'll try and throw that down as a limiter. Um, I also want to throw out that, you know... Um, I'm going to try and keep this to a podcast, to a, a commute, um, in keeping with the, you know, intent of your particular twist on the challenge. Um, I am also going to say that, you know, I reserve the right to have future podcasts that regard books, as books are pretty important to me in my life, and something I imagine I will talk about again, uh, and I don't think that's fair to say that I failed the challenge because of that, um. That's, that's, that's a little too twisty. So we will see if we can't go over Todd's favorite types of books uh, within this band of commute. And, and I'm going to call that a challenge win if I can make that happen. Um, if you disagree, feel free to let me know. Um, and I will feel free to disagree. And, and we'll, we'll go from there. And maybe that'll make an exciting you know, you know, episode all on its own. Anywho, um, so my favorites books, I would say, fall into two broad categories. Fiction and non-fiction. I'm kidding. Obviously, those are the two options. Uh, but no, more specifically, um, from a, I, I guess technically my favorite books of all time kind of fall into both categories, um, now that I think of it. As I would say that, you know, my favorite books, the ones that have, you know, sort of shaped my life the most would be role-playing game manuals, which are non-fiction because they're game manuals, uh, but they're also kind of fictional because, you know, they're all based in, you know, fantasy realms or, you know, science fiction or other things that don't necessarily exist in real life. Um, in my role-playing, uh, there are role-playing games, you know, out there based on, you know, non-fantasy or science fiction. There, there's an Old West role-playing game that I, you know, kind of have no interest in, in playing. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, there there are, you know, gumshoe, you know, detective-type role-playing games that, again, not, not really a thing I'm too super interested or keen on participating in. Everything I do is, is kind of a combo of fiction and non-fiction, um, which I hadn't really thought about until just now. Um, so I've got that going for me. Uh, I... 
I guess I will also further clarify that when it comes to those those sorts of books, um, you know, you've got a lot of options these days when it comes to you know taking in your your written word, your your literature, your, your you know books. Uh, you know, the most obvious being, you know, books themselves, actual physical objects, you know, bound pages uh, between uh, a hard or soft cover. Um, and when it comes to game manuals, I actually prefer physical manuals for, in most cases. Um, I find it more pleasing and relaxing to sort of sit, like when I first get a new game book, I like to have it in hand and flip the pages um, and be able to look at the art in full scale uh, as opposed to, you know, looking at it on a smaller tablet. Um, you know, the tablet I have is, is one of the smaller ones. It's not like a big old iPad giant thing. Uh, and the, the traditional form factor for game manuals is typically much larger. Um, and so I get better enjoyment from, from, you know, looking at the art and so forth in full size. Um, I also, you know, since the early days, uh, I've, I'm a very visual person, um, and a lot of, you know, my memory and such is kind of tied to sort of visual cues, um, such that if I actually flip through a physical book, like a game manual, um, I generally find it easier later, like when we're playing, to be able to flip through the physical book and get to what I'm after quicker strangely enough, more so than if I'm, you know, looking at it on a tablet, uh, at a PDF, even with the search function, um, it's often easier for me just to, I know where that is, and flip to it. Um, a lot of times when you're, you know, because I've got a whole mess of game books, you know, as PDFs, um, and a lot of them are, you know, OCR enabled, you can search them, uh, but a lot of times, depending on what you're searching for, you end up with a lot of hits that aren't really what you're after. Um, that you then have to piece through to get to the page you want. And then, I guess the other thing with going digital during gameplay is with a physical book, you can throw little, little, you know, paper, you know, like bookmarks, uh, or put tabs on the book to flip quickly between sections. Whereas with the digital piece, it's, it's a little trickier to, to quickly flip from one seg section to another. Um, which I don't care for. You know, when I'm playing a game, I want it to be quick. I want it to be easy. I want it to you know, keep the action moving, not have things get bogged down by having to, you know, do a bunch of, you know, looking at rules and flipping, uh, you know, flipping back and forth and searching. Um, so I actually like the physical books for that better. Um, just because that's what I'm used to. Uh, you know, the when I first started gaming, um, and sort of really got serious into dungeon, you know, game mastering. It was dungeon mastering. Uh, it was with first edition D&D. &D. Um, and if you've ever picked up one of the, you know, the modern role-playing books for really any system, but we'll use fifth edition D&D as a reference. Um, they're beautiful books. They're, there's a lot of art in there, a lot of full-page art, you know, a lot of spot art throughout it. Uh, you know, the, the, the layout and the design is, 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 is very beautiful, very lovely, very eye-catching, very nice, very pleasing. Um, and I, I, I like that. that. I think that's definitely an advance uh, in things. But if you were to compare that to a first edition book, 
uh, the difference couldn't be more stark. Um, very few illustrations in the books. Uh, the ones that were there tended to be smaller and less detailed. Um, the text itself was um, a smaller font size, um, very packed in, like, they were full, of, like, it was, it was a book of rules, um, more so than what you've come to learn nowadays as a game. Uh, when you read that, you were, you were reading. It was, it, it was more like, you know, reading through, I was going to say an encyclopedia, but even encyclopedias tend to have more, more art, more, more distinction, and, and uh, possibly in some cases a little better, um, sort of organization than the first edition Dungeons Master's Guide. Um, but that's what I learned on that. You know, I read that book through several times and then was constantly, you know, flipping back and forth to it. And I got to a point to where I just knew where things were. Um, you know, oh, the two hit tables for this. Oh, it's three pages past the picture of the hippogriff, which is, you know, about a third of the way. Like I could index that thing pretty quickly. Um, without looking at the index, uh, which was pretty nice, and just, I, it's a skill I developed young, and kind of kept with it, um, I feel like I've just been flogging, uh, the dead horse with this topic, uh, at this point, so we'll, we'll expand a bit, I've still got some time here, um, outside of game books, which are, as I said, by far my favorite, um, when it comes to recreational reading, reading for, reading for pleasure, um, Nonfiction does still play a role. I, I like to learn things. Um, I don't know that that would be next on the list, but I do want to say that, you know, reading for pleasure doesn't, for me, doesn't automatically mean uh, jumping straight into fiction. Um, you know, I've, you know, read through a book on, you know, C-sharp programming and enjoyed the hell out of it. Uh, you know, growing up, um, we didn't have a computer, but I loved computers. Um, and I would get books out from the library on, you know, how to program in BASIC and would write programs in BASIC on pieces of, you know, notebook paper. But no computer would ever run them in. They were just sort of, you know, mental exercises that if I had a machine, I know what these lines of code would do. Um, which, saying it out loud, sounds really pathetic. Uh, <laughs> um, but, you know, I enjoyed it. Um, and it, you know, was a good mental exercise. Um, and when it finally came time that I had a computer or, you know, was able to go to a friend's house, uh, who had a computer and actually practiced these skills, uh, you know, it had some benefit. So I'm, I'm gonna call that good. Um, but for the most part, if I'm, if I'm sitting down to read for pleasure, it probably is fiction, uh, specifically science fiction. Um, genre fiction is, is, is a thing that I've always enjoyed. I've always been sort of a a sci-fi and fantasy sort of a, a nerd or geek or whatever it is you want to call me. Um, I've read plenty of fantasy novels, um, and they're not bad. I don't dislike them, but I think if I were to, to pit sci-fi versus fantasy, I think I would probably go with, with sci-fi. Um, specifically, if I'm going to start name-dropping authors, um, Douglas Adams definitely springs to mind, and I'm not doing this alphabetically, he is just the biggest one that, that immediately comes to mind, um, famous for the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, um, and the trilogy of five books, 
um, that that is a part of. Um, I'm not going to explain that in this podcast. I'm limited for time due to the unique nature of the challenge. Um, if you know anything about Douglas Adams, that makes sense. Um, if you don't, uh, let me just tell you that Douglas Adams, uh, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, is science fiction comedy. Um, and he does it very well. Um, very enjoyable. It is, you know, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is one of those books that I have read multiple times uh, throughout the course of my life. Um, I've also seen the BBC television series. I've watched the movie. Um, they, there were uh, BBC radio productions of, of all of them that I've both got the scripts book and read and listened to the audio of the, uh, <laughs> of the radio programs. Uh, I've also listened to them as audiobooks, um, and I now have them as ebooks, um, which I've read through them all. Like it's it's very good, highly recommended. Um, if you if you don't want to commit to the whole series, at least do yourself a favor and read the original Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, he also uh, did a couple of books. Um, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, uh, where he kind of takes his his comedic writing style and instead of applying it to science fiction, he applies it to sort of the detective genre. Um, to great effect, uh, a lot of good comedy. There there are some sort of fantastical elements to that, um, some sort of supernatural elements um, applied for for great comedic effect. Um, the sequel to that the Long Tea Time of the Soul uh, actually features the Norse god Thor heavily, um, but good stuff. Uh, he also wrote a fair bit of nonfiction uh, articles and, and such. Um, Mr. Adams is sadly no longer uh, on the earth uh, in a living form, um, but posthumously they, they released a book called um, Salmon of Doubt which collects a lot of those articles uh, and such. Again, I, I highly recommend it as a read uh, or as an audiobook listen. Um, there are a lot of talented folk doing the, uh, the, the narration and, and the voices and such for that. Uh, highly recommend it. Um, on a similar vein as Mr. Adams, I would need to call attention to Terry Pratchett, who similarly uh, applied you know, British comedy to the fantasy genre. Ever heard of the the um, Discworld novels? Um, that's Terry Pratchett. Uh, again, I think you could probably pick up any one of those and be very pleased. Um, a lot of books, um, double digits worth of books in that world, uh, and it's not just you know silly and absurd and funny, though it is those things. It's not just those things. Um, it's a very well thought out world that is a little silly and a little absurd but very well thought out and consistent nonetheless. Uh, a lot of characters that are really well written, um, and they are funny, but they're not all, you know, fools. Um, would highly recommend that. Um, if we're going on a more serious front, um, I would say um, my probably all-time favorite science fiction authors uh, would be Robert Heinlein, uh, famous for... Stranger in a Strange Land, uh, The Moon is a Harsh Mistress, uh, Starship Troopers, um, 
I think I've read darn near everything that man has produced uh, in the genre. Um, very good writing, uh, very interesting um, concepts, good stories. Um, suffers a little bit from the, you know, they were written during a certain time in that they tend to be, I don't want to say, you know, chauvinistic, but most of the main characters are men. Uh, you know, they were written in, like, the 50s, and uh, some of that shows through. Um, but, generally speaking, most of it, 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 it's, it, you know, it's, it's good stuff. Um, not despite that, it's just there are the occasional references that make you think, ah, oh, this is from, you know, a day gone by. Um, Arthur C. Clarke is good stuff. Um, the, the, you know, 2001 and so forth series uh, is good stuff. Childhood's End was particularly enjoyable to me. Uh, who else? Isaac Asimov is a classic. Uh, you know, the the, Iro, the robot books, the foundation novels, uh, highly recommended. Um, I have never been a big fan of sort of classic literature, sort of the required reading you had in school type thing. I believe I talked about this a little bit uh, in a previous episode when I was talking about, you know, NaNoWriMo and how, you know, I never like to, to read assigned books uh, or write much. Here I am writing one. Um, but a lot of, you know, the what you would think of as classic literature, I am not a fan of. Um, just not interested. Not, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just not my taste. The only thing from Mark Twain that I ever read that I enjoyed somewhat was, you know, Connecticut Yankee and King Arthur's Court. Um, you know, Huck, Huck Finn and, and Tom Sawyer just aren't my thing. Um, Pride and Prejudice, uh, you know, Abby's going to have a fit when she hears this because these are the books she loves. Little Women, just not something I'm keen on. There's nothing, again, nothing wrong with them. They're just not my taste. Um... A lot of folks that are into sci-fi and, fa and fantasy also enjoy horror. Um, I am not one of those people. Uh, I know that a lot of gamers and sci-fi and fantasy folks are just all about H.P. Lovecraft. And again, if that's your thing, rock on. I'm not saying anything bad against him or those books or any of the people who enjoy them. It's just not my taste. It's just not a thing I'm into. Um... Science fiction short stories are a particular um, pleasure of mine. Um, I like them because they, they're, it's like reading episodes of The Twilight Zone. It's, it's probably the closest thing I can come to explaining what those are like and why I enjoy them. Um, they're small chunks, they're interesting stories. Most of them have a, you know, an odd twist or, um, you know, an unexpected ending of some sort. I just, I just enjoy that sort of thing. Um, I couldn't really tell you how many books of those I've read over the course of my life. Um, on a side note, as we're talking about books, um, uh, let me throw out a quick plug for Goodreads, uh, which is a website and an app that lets you track your books. Um, you know, what you've read, what you want to read. Um, it's, I guess, technically a form of social media in that you can have friends and share and message and whatever. I don't use it for that. I use it 
as sort of a catalog of the books I've read. Um, and you can, you know, create shelves, which are like tags or categories for the books. Um, which, being a metadata junkie like I am, I've done pretty extensively. Um, and I've gone through and put in all of the books that I've read that I can think of or remember uh, as I do so. Like, you know, it connects to a database that is pretty extensive. Um, I don't know that I've ever come across a book that I've read that I've wanted to put in there that it doesn't have, you know, on hand. Um, I forget what my current book count is in Goodreads, but it is, it is, it is pretty, it's pretty high. Um, when looking in Goodreads at a lot of other folks, I've, I've read a lot of books and I don't know if it's just that I've read that many more books than other people, or if I'm just more, uh, ambitious in logging them. Uh, but there's a lot of books there. Um, again, I'm driving, so I can't look maybe when I pull into the driving spot or the parking spot, I can, uh, pull that up real quick and fire off a figure to you. Um, but like I said, it's nice because you can, you know, sort of put them, put books on different tags and say, oh, well, I've read X books and this many of them were fiction, this many of them were nonfiction. Uh, and I kind of take it an extra level and sort of flag. These are books that I've actually read, physical books. These are ones that I've listened to the audiobook. Um, you know, these are books that I currently own in physical form or ebook or as audiobooks or what have you. Um, which is kind of nice. Um, Goodreads also has an annual challenge where you can sort of set yourself a reading goal and whenever you mark a book in there as read, it, it auto-calculates that for you. Um, which I generally do pretty well in. Um, admittedly, a lot of my numbers, some folks might construe as being padded because I do listen to a lot of audiobooks, uh, which I'm not going to get too much into in this because I have limited time and I'm almost home. We can talk about that another time, perhaps. Um, as you said, the challenge is books, not audiobooks. So that one's free for another episode. Same goes for ebooks. Um, but, anywho, um, I really like books. I enjoy books. Um, generally speaking, I prefer physical books. There's something to me about holding, you know, a physical book and going through the pages. Um, this is going to sound weird. There's something about the smell of books, particularly old paperbacks, that just strikes a nostalgia nerve for me. Uh, from when I was a young, youngin, you know, reading, you know, old books of my dad's or, you know, old books from the library or, or what have you. There's just something about it. Um, I, like I said, I've got an e-reader. I read e-books plenty. Uh, I listen to a lot of audiobooks now that I'm older and, you know, when I commute, um, done a lot less of that lately because I'm spending my commutes podcasting, which is fine. Um, and I think they, uh, each of those three sort of categories has their own place. Um, and if I were stuck on a desert island with, you know, limited resources for books, I would go with an e-reader because you can fit a crap load of books on there. Um, it'd be problematic if I didn't have a way to charge it, but I'd ride it for whatever it was worth. Because uh, it's easier to do that than haul a library with you to a, you know, desert island. Um, if you're able to bring a library with you to a desert island, I recommend not bringing a library, but rather bringing a boat. My tip to you. Um, I am home. I think I've covered this topic fairly well. 
Um, you're right, Abby. I could go on for many more episodes talking about this. Uh, but I think I kind of got to a good spot and wrapped it up nicely enough to where I'm going to call this good in terms of challenge. Uh, before I sign off here, I'm pulling up old Goodreads and looking at my books. And I am currently sitting at 731 books read. Um, I've got another 56 um, listed as books that I want to read. Um, and I've got 124 books in what I call on deck, meaning that I have these books either physically or in my e-reader or on audiobook, and I just haven't consumed them yet, um, which certainly seems like a lot. Again, not necessarily looking to brag. I feel like part of the numbers why these... Part of the reason why these numbers are so high is because I am just really into cataloging all of this, and a lot of people maybe aren't so much. Um, if you are curious about um, seeing specifically what I've read, um, like I said, I am in uh, Goodreads as... I'm trying to look in my profile to see exactly what it comes across as. Todd? <laughs> um... If there's a picture of a devil, devilishly charming-looking gentleman with a beard smoking a pipe, uh, you found the right one. Um, I'm not sure how public that information is. So maybe you can find me, maybe you can't. Don't know. Um, again, I'm going to get out of my car here and, and be done recording. Um, thank you for joining me. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Abby, I hope this met your challenge requirements. Um, until next time, everyone, uh, have a good one. And that's it.